0: Welcome to Ask the Pastors, a segment of the West Hills podcast where you have the opportunity to ask your questions and receive biblically grounded, pastorally sensitive answers from our pastoral staff. My name is Brian. I'm your host and the pastor of worship. I'm joined by our Youth Connections and Missions pastor, Fad. Hey, everyone. Our lead pastor, Will, there he goes. We have a question today that was submitted by Elena Maupin. Elena, thanks so much for your question. Uh, her question is, what are some things or resources that have helped you want to create time in your life for God, or what has helped you set, it, set time aside to spend with God? Th, kick it to you here. Uh, what comes to mind as an answer to this question?
1: yeah, I, I think this is a really good question about how how do we grow in our desire to know and be with God? and I think it starts with the holy spirit um, that even our own believing of the gospel of knowing god is through the spirits work in our hearts i think of ephesians 1 um, 13 and 14 says in him you were sealed with the promise of the holy spirit when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation when you believed the holy spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until redemption of possession to the praise of his glory And just the reminder that the Spirit is the one who does the work in us to cause us to believe the gospel. It's the Spirit who sustains us, but also helps us and guides us in our sanctification process, that the Holy Spirit causes us to do what we would not naturally do, uh, practice spiritual disciplines of praying and reading the Bible. And so I think it starts with, Asking for the Holy Spirit to help us, to grow us, to cause us to desire above anything else a growing relationship with God. Yeah, agreed Um,
2: on all fronts and agreed on. Thank you for the question, Elena. Uh, It is a great question. Um, Agreed with that. You know, we we actually both had um, a bulleted point list of four succinct answers to this question that we're going to flesh out and uh we we overlapped on three of those mm-hmm. answers and and so we're going to have a, a list of five to give you but point number one for both that and i was god's spirit for all the reasons he just said that the only way that any of us have spiritual taste buds for the things of the lord is because god's spirit now lives in us and starts to change our desires and our affections and of course you know it doesn't happen um one hundred percent immediately sanctification overnight. Um, it's, Slowly, it's a lifelong mm-hmm. process, and um, you know yep. that otherwise you wouldn't have have all those passages in in the Bible about you know put to death the things of the flesh, put to death. You know these these reminders that. you you don't belong to the flesh anymore. You belong to the Lord. You belong to the Spirit. Um, You know, one, I could read so many other passages, but just quickly, a little excerpt from Romans 8, 5 through 8. Mm -hmm. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Um, Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. He says, but you're you're no longer of the flesh. You you are of the Spirit. And so, again, this, this reminder that um, as Hebrews 11 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God, yeah. um, that, you know, once we were dead, spiritually dead, no life in us and no taste buds, no desire for God or the things of God at all, but we've been made alive through Christ. We've been given the Spirit um, as, you know, that regenerator of of our hearts. So yeah, for all those reasons, got to start with God's Spirit, and, and like Thad said, really what the action item there for us is just simply to, to pray. God, you know, fill me with your spirit. Make mm-hmm. me more, uh, in, in, in touch and tune with the work of your spirit today. Help me to live according to the spirit today instead of according to the flesh. Um, and, and so I think that's, yeah, number one for sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm hopping right in with number, number two seven, then, number two. Um, and this was one a little bit that may, maybe was unique to my list, but that I may want to get in on um, as well, but uh, again, answering this question, what helps me want to create time in my life for God? I would say, uh, kind of a two-part answer, um, a growing understanding, growing understanding of who God is and a growing understanding of who I am in my in my sinfulness. Um, both of which come through his word. So if answer number one, simply as God's spirit makes me want to love God, number two, God's word makes me want to love God because God's word reveals to me who God is. And as I come to know who God is, you know, as the Bible says, to know him is to love him. The more we know God in his glory, in his perfection, the more we want to spend time, we want to love him. Um, and, and so the longer I would say that I am a believer, the more of God's word I consume and I'm reading through the Bible in a year, every year, as well as reading in deeper pockets, you know, as I'm preparing for sermons and I, I'm just immersed in scripture. And so the more I'm doing that, and the more I'm internalizing of God's word, the more I'm coming to know God and realizing how worthy he is of every second of every minute of every day that I could possibly Give him, devoted to him in in att- attention and reflection and devotion. Um, you know, I think there's this interesting kind of give and take when it comes to spiritual disciplines. And and I I like the analogy I uh, used before. I think in sermons, maybe um, A.J. Jacobs, who's a sociologist uh, who who wrote the the book The Year of Living Biblically, where he um, you know he he. Um, you know, he tried to follow all six hundred thirteen Old Testament commands as well as all the New wow. Testament commands too. Like, you know, literally for a year, and um, then he wrote about the experience. But mm-hmm. the part that I want to share from that is he he did a TED talk on it afterward. It's very interesting to hear him reflect on that year. And one of the things he said was one of the benefits that he got out of that was the degree to which you know following these commandments, even when he didn't want to. Um, would shape his heart and his desire to actually want to be a better person. You know that we yeah. we think of it as like, well, I I obey the law because I am a good person. I want to be a good person, therefore I follow. But and he uses he uses the example even just on a, a, a biological or, or, or hormonal level that like we think about. Um, you know we smile because we're happy. You know what do you do when you're happy? You smile. And he uses the example, but actually, we know from just uh, uh, psychology and, and hormonal studies that, like, when you smile, your body releases chemicals, endorphins that that make you happier. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a reciprocal give and take relationship mm-hmm. there. And I say all of that to say I think the same so is true with either. the spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 think we think that you know, well, I'll read my Bible when I love God more. Um, which is true. You know, the more you love God, the more you're going to want to spend time in his word. But the opposite is also true too. Not the opposite, but the, the, the inverse of that, which is that the more we just, even when I wait, don't feel like waking up early to spend time in scripture, if I do it anyway, you know, very rarely will you hear a true born again Christian say, you know, I really regretted waking up early today. To spend time with mm, God's Word because right. it has this effect. Even when we don't want to mm-hmm. to do it, we do it, and then it changes our desires. And we're like, "Yeah, that was good," and yeah, I loved that time with God. So, and so you know. I think that I think that that um, all of that to say, um, spending time with God makes us love Him more because to know Him is to love Him. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing, mm-hmm. and kind of the opposite of that, is you know, spending time with God in His Word and spending it, 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 it's a mirror that it holds up and and helps us see not only God rightly, Mm -hmm. but it helps us see ourselves rightly. And so to the extent that I am learning to see myself rightly as a sinful person and I'm having my sin exposed as I'm spending time in God's word, that also... Causes me to love God more and causes mm-hmm. drives me to to Him more. I think of the the title of that great hymn. I need Thee every hour. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. for me, it would be more if I was writing the hymn. It would be more like I need Thee every minute, maybe every second. Like I need Thee all the time because mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it through today without God sustaining me every moment to moment. Um, I am I am so sinful that but for the grace of God, I listen to. Yes. Uh, I've shared this as well on our podcast before, but really like formative for me, hearing him say this and thinking, reflecting on this. But I, I remember after one of the recent, maybe two, three years ago, pastoral failures um, by, by one of the prominent, you know, megachurch pastors that, that renounced Christ and I'm walking away from the faith deconstruction, whatever. I remember um, on the Ask Pastor John podcast, uh, Tony Reagan asking John Piper, John how do you how do you make sense of this and how do you reflect on this as a fellow pastor hearing a a pastor who's you know uh, been preaching scripture and and allegedly walking with God for decades walk away from the faith and John Piper's response was but for the grace of God I would walk away from the faith this afternoon mm-hmm. he you know that John Piper has been a Christian for 60 years now and he's been in ministry for 50 years now or something and he here he is saying in humility, like I'm sinful enough that if if God let mm-hmm. let grow of me for one second in mm-hmm. His grace in His faithfulness to me, I would I would fall and I would fail, and and it's just such That's a you. such a needed reminder of our frailty of our faith and and God's got to be the one to hold us. He must mm-hmm. hold me fast. And so mm-hmm. um, for all those reasons, for me mm-hmm. when I when I Think about that when I reflect on how frail and sinful and weak I am and feeble, that drives me to a greater love for God and reliance on Him as well. So, anyway, that's that's enough. So Anything you want to hop in on? on the, the, uh, uh,
1: I just I just want to add two things. That I think um, I think that's helpful and even just a good reminder as we look to the Scriptures that it is less a story about us and more of a story about who God is and what he's done and just a, a good framework to think through as we look to the scriptures. And I think as we we see who God is and his magnificence and glory and graciousness and our own sinfulness and wickedness, I think of Psalm 42 where it says, As the deer longs for a flowing stream, so I long for you, God. I mm-hmm. thirst for God, the living God. When can I come and appear before God? And as I read that, I'm like, that should be all Christians' heart posture. And the answer to the question, when can I come and appear before God? Like, I can right now through the reading of the scriptures to meet with God. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I think Jen Wilkin, phenomenal Bible teacher, she has this quote, the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. Mm-hmm. That we <laughs> we cannot love God unless we know him and we grow in our knowledge of him through the reading of his word, so yep. so just a a good number one spirit, two growing knowledge of God and His wonderfulness, and us and our own sinfulness. Number three, accountability. I I think this has been one of the the biggest helps in my own spiritual disciplines of meeting with other believers who are going to help keep me accountable as well as meeting with other Christians who are reading the same Bible passages as I am and hearing how the Spirit is teaching them and growing them in their own faith through reading the same scriptures. We, we know of all the passages in the Bible that talk about the one another statements that you preached on this last week and how Christianity is about community. It's not about isolation That we need other people to speak truth to us when we're erring. But I think in specifically growing in godliness, desiring God, having ourselves surrounded by individuals who are going to ask us hard questions to help fight sin, who are going to ask us about our Bible reading to help keep us accountable because they desire for us to grow as well. That having a community around us who not only cares for us physically but cares about us spiritually and wants to help us in our journey of sanctification along with the work of the spirit to grow in godliness which is the call of all christians to grow in godliness and this idea of ironing sharpening iron that we need other people to help sharpen us to grow in godliness Mm -hmm. yeah that's good and
2: you know, related to that, I don't know, I was just, um, <clears throat> thinking about kind of the analogy of like, cause my first reaction to Elena's question, honestly, you know, what are some things that have helped you want to create time in your life for God? My first reaction as we were talking in preparation for this podcast was like, like, I don't, you know, God's spirit. Like I don't, I don't need to want God, I in, in in the analogy that came to mind is like with my wife, like Polly. I don't, I don't need you know resources to help me want to spend time with my wife. I just do because I love her, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that has to come from the Spirit. But then I thought more about it, and and maybe her second part of her question here: What has helped you set time aside to spend with God? You know, the reality is. Thinking more about that analogy, I do love my wife. I do want time with her. I do get frustrated when I go through seasons like this of six weeks of a newborn when I feel like I'm not getting enough time with her, and then I complain about it to someone, and they're like, "Well, have you had a date night recently? Like, are you gonna let, are you gonna let me babysit the kids so that mm-hmm. you you guys just the two of you can go out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's true," um, because I still have to, even in my desire to spend that time with her, I still have to do things practically, tangibly. Mm-hmm to yeah. set aside time, okay, how are we going to get that time together? So, um, yeah,
0: you I think don't think it's, naturally right. like, fall
2: into, yeah. And I think it's like your point about accountability is good there. Like that, that came from, you know, complaining about how I'm not getting enough time with her to someone and they, them holding me accountable. Well, what are you going to do? Are mm. you going to, are you going to get the babysitter to get lined up, pick a restaurant so that y'all can go out? And so I think it's a similar thing, like you said, that mm-hmm. with community and accountability. that and, and, and part of it, too, honestly, is that I would add to that with Christian community, helping me want to prioritize God is, to me, it's just more, maybe I'm a little bit more um, of an extrovert than I thought, but like, it's more enjoyable, fun to be growing in my relationship with the Lord alongside others. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. it's certainly to the to the sermon from last Sunday about the importance of the church, it's certainly God's design for us. I mean, faith mm-hmm. is personal, but it's not private. It's always meant to be, you know, this was always a faith community, whether it was Israel in the Old Testament or the church in the New Testament, it's always about a faith community, not a you know private relationship with God, but a collective and, and, and still personal. But it's just more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, the the difference between me saying, well, I'm going to do another Bible in a Year reading plan this year by myself versus doing it alongside the five other guys that I'm doing it with in my discipleship group. And then, you know, my my 12 other people in my life group that that we meet once a week. And then we're texting throughout the week. Mm -hmm. I read this this morning, and I can't wait to talk about it this Friday. Like that is just more mm-hmm. in, enjoyable, and, yes. and, it, and, and, and it brings me to life. So um, I think that, yeah, the Christian community, absolutely. And, and one more point on that one, too, for me is just I think about what it would cost me not to love God and to walk away from my relationship with God at this point. And, uh, you know, th- thinking back to, again, that example of the, the fallen pastors, and I think, you know, um, not only obviously, in my case, would it cost me my job, but it would cost me you know ninety percent of mm. my friendships sure. and mm-hmm. the commun- again the community that mm. I've built, like if I walked away from the 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 Lord the church, I'd be walking away from you know so many friendships, probably um and so even that is just a <laughs> Maybe obviously that's not the best motivator for nice. mm-hmm. really digging into your relationship with the Lord, but it's like, hey, when when I see these other people loving the Lord, it makes me want to love Him more too, and that's probably a good segue to point number
0: four. Let me say it real briefly, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, I think some of my most formational experiences, in my growth in my faith and relationship with the Lord, have been uh, with other people. Like I. I I have few memories of me being alone Mm. where I just, I really have a, and of course, uh, moments in prayer, devotion with God that are very sweet. You know, I think of a friend in high school uh, who called me out and was like, what are you reading in scripture? And I told him not much. He was like, why not? And Mm. that that stuck with me. And it was that that friend who was willing to speak truth and and, and love of you are not taking your faith seriously you need to change that mm-hmm. that that really started to turn that around mm-hmm. um and man totally agree Will. i've walked away i fr- so many friendships so many relationships and um i think you know the church meeting uh, with each other and uh, helping fill each other's needs that's it's one of the, the roles of the church yeah so i think it Uh, Anyway, it's what God intended.
2: Well, and I was going to say that brings us to point number four. So number one, God's spirit. Number two, God's word. Number three, God's people, Christian community. And four would be godly resources, um, which is kind of a follow-up maybe to the Christian community as we just think about extending it beyond the, the personal inside the walls maybe of the church Christian community to, you know, we're a, we're a part of the wider Mm -hmm. capital B body of Christ universal. And that means we, we share a brotherly sisterly kind of community and relationship with all these saints who's, you know, millennia ago and whatever, but just thinking about the impact that good godly gospel resources can have on our shaping our desires as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know i don't know the, the 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 quote at the beginning of blue like jazz donald miller quote always stands out to me on this where Don, donald miller you know opens his book blue like jazz about saying like you know i never really like uh, jazz music never really got it it's all over the place whatever but then i was like walking through the subway one day and there was a a a, a man there playing jazz music and i stopped and watched him for like you know 15 minutes play the saxophone and he just played he never once opened his eyes and it was like his whole being was being poured into what he was playing and he just writes I liked jazz music after that and his whole Mm -hmm. premise of the book from there on was like when you watch someone else embody something and like live it out in a way that's so meaningful it can't help but impact you and that that's Mm -hmm. what Christianity needs is not more people preaching it, but more people living it. Mm -hmm. And anyway, you say what you want about the book and his theology, but I love that. And, and so I think about, you know, that idea of watching other people fall in love with someone or something. And that makes you, you know, Mm -hmm. I love to hear people talk about the widgets they make over at Boeing. And like, I don't, that doesn't excite me about waking up and, and driving in and being and giving my life to engineering but like you know to watch these other people talk about this cool fighter plane that they're building or whatever like that's cool um, and, it, and and how much more so when we're exposing ourselves to resources from mm-hmm. the John Pipers and the Tim Kellers and the you know Matt Chandler's and who whoever your pastor uh, Orthodox you know reliable solid biblically pastor of choice or wherever you're getting your resources. You mentioned Jen Wilkins. I mean, there's just obviously mm-hmm. thousands of millions of, of Christians that are worth reading and, and listening to uh, podcasts and books and articles. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's Desiring God. It's the Gospel Coalition. It's Voice of the Martyrs. It's, you know, Voice of the Martyrs. I mean, getting a, a weekly email from, you know, hearing stories of what other people were, were willing to endure, the price they were willing to Pay for their relationship with God. That motivates my relationship with God. Like, yeah, how, how much do I really love the Lord? Do I love Him enough to, to be locked up in a Somalian jail for, mm-hmm. for 20 years, to be beaten in China for, you know, or whatever? Mm-hmm. So, all those kinds of things, those resources really for me, um, exposing myself to the resources of people who love mm-hmm. the Lord the way I want to love Him in the same way that, you know, if I wanted to be a good husband, you know, going to marriage conferences and and, and seeing Mm. the way or or just having those friendships with other, you know, men who are great godly husbands, seeing the way they love their wives is going to inspire me to love my wife that way. I think it's the same way in the, and with the bride of Christ and, and with, with loving uh, Christ well. So yeah, yeah, things you want to add.
1: Yeah. I, I echo all of that. You know, if I was to, to pick a couple resources, I think every, everyone, if they can, a good study Bible to help them in their own reading. Absolutely. A Bible reading plan of some sort. Now, I will say, my, I think one thing that is helpful for people as they do Bible reading plans to... I, there's this quote by, by Don Whitney that I love. Failure to linger is the reason why many fail to remember or find their heart warmed by the fire of God's word, that if you're doing a Bible reading plan just to get it done, I would encourage you to stop mm. and to slow down and linger and, and see what it is that, that God is trying to teach you in that passage. So good. Uh, a good study Bible, a good reading plan. I, I will give one, one book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, by Don Whitney. It's a classic. It's on my top 10 books. Every Christian should read. It's one of my favorites. And then one kind of boring one, uh, a systematic theology, Ooh. something that is going to, that you read alongside your Bible to help you grow in your understanding of God. And I think a good Theology is going to grow your worship of God as it's you true. understand who He is. A correct response is the more you worship Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's good. so those are those are mine.
2: Yeah, you're way mm-hmm. more voracious and faithful of a reader than I am. But um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of sermons, especially. Mm-hmm. And so, just yeah, thinking about I, mean, I could name pastor after pastor, but especially I just shout out someone like John Piper.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Listening to John Piper preach. And listening to the way, you know, he loves the Lord, Mm -hmm. hearing the way he loves, that makes me want to be a better follower of Jesus, better pastor, preacher, love the Lord more, more fervently and passionately like he does. So things like that, um, resources. So God's spirit, God's word, God's people, godly resources. And Thad's going to round us out get the final word. Number five with God's promise.
1: God's promise. Um, the promise that we have from God that um, in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart that God promises that all of those who seek after Him will find Him that He is not hiding from us in that way but as we pursue after Him He will meet us and mm-hmm. we even think of the story of of Scripture in the Christian life that. Yes, God saves us, but we also have an active part in the growing sanctification that we aren't to wait to grow in holiness and in godliness, but we're to pursue after it with all these things we mentioned, with the spirit, with accountability, with good resources that, that we don't sit idle on our hands, but we actively pursue after. And God says, I will reward that. I will meet you. I'm not hiding from you. Anyone who seeks me will find me, and I think that should be a great comfort. That if we're if we're seeking after him, that he does promise to find us and to meet us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah. A,
2: another way too of of putting that to wrap, put a bow on it here at the end. You know, what has helped me want to love God? Uh, God's love for me. Mm-hmm. You know, we love because he first loved us. John, mm-hmm. uh, first John four says mm-hmm. so. Um, you know that 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 is God's promise is Mm -hmm. his love for us and that that he wants that time with us even more than we want it with him
0: and that ought to motivate us so it's my my last word well that's it for this week's episode of ask the pastors remember that you can submit your questions by visiting the info bar at west hills or by asking them online through our website at www.westhillsstl.org If you enjoyed this week's episode, hit that like button, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Don't forget to tune in again next week where we address the question, how should Christians think and feel about attending non-Christian weddings? Thanks so much for listening.